Welcome back, everyone, to The Spiral, episode two, where you have me. I'm Ashley. I am Blake. And we like to talk about random things that we spiral down rabbit holes of. This week... No, we had an intro. Well, I, we gotta... <laughs> we gotta start somewhere. Uh, you're right. <laughs> we can change it up every week, you know? You don't have to be Blake every week. You can be whoever you want to be. Oh, you're fair. <laughs> you're fair. You're right. <laughs> so, this week, we're gonna get a little spooky scary skeletons um and i guess just to start things off has there ever been like an internet story that has creeped you out so much that like you don't sleep at night um weirdly enough the um there was a creepypasta about mickey mouse where they went to like the forbidden island and there was like a negative mickey and it's like oh i want to see my head pop off and then like it pop you know he takes it off and then it's just like yeah no for some reason that absolutely terrified me I hate how accurate your Mickey Mouse voice was in that. Uh-huh. Oh no, don't oh I hate that. <laughs> um I don't think mine technically is like a creepy pasta, but it's like that scary story that always went around among the young children where like a girl is like sleeping in her bed and she reaches her hand under for her dog like to lick her hand and the dog uh-huh. licks her hand and then she goes into the bathroom and there's her dead dog and it's like humans can lick too or something that like freaked me out not gonna lie the lady with the golden arm was another one that kind of got me what is that one um so a lady like lost her a a dude's wife lost her arm and it was replaced with like a gold-plated arm for reasons and she died and he buried her with the arm but then fell on hard times and went and dug her up and like got the arm back um and then He's sleeping one night, and all he hears is like the wind rustling, and just the it's it just sounds like where, where is, and then he hears a knock on the door, and he like he says hello, but there's not really an answer, and again it's just the whisper of like, where's my arm, where is my arm, <laughs> bitch, where so then is my arm? <laughs> he like locks the door to his bedroom, but then he hears the door open and close and then he hears steps coming up and all you hear is the wife where is my golden arm who has my golden arm and she gets closer and closer to the top just where is my golden arm who has my golden arm and then like she's she's suddenly at the door and there's silence for a good minute and the guy lets out lets out a breath of relief since he's been holding it he hears the whisper in his ear. Where is my golden arm? Who has my golden arm? And he turns to the side and his wife is right there. You know! And that is a lady with the golden arm. And I was always terrified that I would hear, where's my golden arm? (laughs) That is terrifying. That kind of reminds me of that Hey Arnold episode where um, they went to like the graveyard and they were... Someone told like the scary story of like the bride... Where, like, she got abandoned on her wedding day, and then her sister married her fake ex-fiance. And so, as she's singing, like, Here Comes the Bride, she, like, murders them. Oh, like Rosalie from Twilight. Like Rosalie from Twilight, except, yeah. <laughs> Rosalie was more um, sexual assault, unfortunately. And she murdered everyone, and I'm proud of her. Yeah, honestly, Rosalie, best female character. 100%. <laughs> um... So I do want to give a trigger warning real quick for this episode. We are going to talk about death, murder, 
um, specifically centering around kids. So if that is not your forte, feel free to skip this episode. Um, but I guess just to say... Talk about what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, today, we're talking about Slenderman. Oh, I love the man. <laughs> do you... What do you know about Slenderman? Off the top of your head. That he is a very dapper man in a suit. He's very tall. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a game where you collect the pages and then you mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. Okay. He likes to kidnap kids with his tentacles. <laughs> with his creepy tentacles. So... Slenderman, just so I could go into a brief kind of history. Slenderman is a recent phenomenon. Can you guess when it like originated? 2012. No, 2009. Wow. Yeah, there was some kind of contest. Um, I saw like differing things saying one was on 4chan and one was on like a Reddit kind of site. But there was basically a contest where they were like, write like a modern myth that would terrify people. And so this guy who whose real life name is Eric Knudsen, he photoshopped a photo where he added this like creepy figure in the background that was like children playing in the park and then there was this creepy guy with like a very tall with other kids like kind of beckoning them toward him um he added that you know the creature had no face uh and i think the tentacles were added at this point but that's also kind of like controversial whether it was or not um, and it was hinted when he like wrote the short story surrounding the photo that the kids in the photo went missing and no one remembered seeing like the man in the background when it was photographed. So Slenderman really like the big thing in 2009 with him was a lot of people saw that original Photoshop and they were like bet. So they took on like the challenge of adding him to like creepy different photos and like kind of adding to the lore. Have you seen any of like the Slender Man photos? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I was super into it in high school. Oh yeah. Well that was yeah, two thousand nine was about when we were going into high school, so that makes sense. Um, so yeah, a bunch of people started photoshopping different things. They even did like old, like sixteenth century photos, like adding him into it. Just like to try to add to the lore. They tried to say that like he originated in Germany, but then because of like World War Two, he came over to America and like started hunting children here. And let's see. Oh yeah, I made a note that it's funny nowadays when you look back at the photos and you can see how terribly photoshopped they are. But back in the day, they seemed like very realistic. Oh yeah, because that was before like there was real like like really high depth things where you could see it. Yeah. Now it's like if you just zoom in like a little bit, you can tell like okay, this is not <laughs> originally a part of the thing. Oh yeah, so eventually after all that, he kind of morphed into like the monster that we know of today. Someone added him to creepy pasta and started adding like you know the scary things about him. And this is kind of where his figure solidified at the time. So this is when they really said like he's a tall guy. He has a pale slash no face. He's always in a black suit or he's always like got like dark colors kind of surrounding him and he has very creepy long fingers and, oh, i didn't know about the fingers oh yeah his fingers are very very creepy if you've ever watched doctor who there's this like alien kind of creature i forget what they're called the no or the nothing I, it's something like that but i think they were like very based on slender man because like you're not weren't supposed to look at them and all this stuff although they did have faces and it was easy for people to, like, kind of create this myth around Slender Man that he was, like, hunting children. Because if you look at a lot of, like, creatures of mythology or folklore, like, kids were the main target. Yeah. I mean, well, look- it was to teach him to behave. Yeah. 
and it was you know like a Hansel and Gretel they got the witch in the woods um there was Krampus you know Santa's anti-guy who came and whipped children mm-hmm. so I mean like hmm? yeah I mean any lore any like children's tale was always just like ah if you don't behave you're gonna get eaten because like that's just what you had to do when you had eight children you had to scare them into behaving you know but it's also interesting if you look at it at least from a girl's point of view you know it's like you have to act a certain way because if you don't you're going to be considered a witch yeah um i think it's also interesting that slenderman is kind of unique in that in the early depictions or like at least tellings of him they would say oh he murders his victims this way or he like hangs them from trees so that they bleed out and then he pulls all their organs out but that, yeah that was like very early like that's how he murdered people but i think after like a year that kind of died away and he became more of like a stalkery figure that just kind of took you and you never really knew what happened and i can't imagine why they went <laughs> you know a little less and it was also around this time that it was more that he just kind of gave off bad vibes um <laughs> he would basically that's just bad vibes that's it <laughs> he would basically like his presence would influence you to do evil or bad things. Oh, like, uh, like Loki's scepter yeah. situation. Yeah. Basically, it was him like, oh, I'm not doing it, but I'm going to make you do it, like, kind of thing. Um, the Slenderman game didn't come out until 2012. So you had, like, three whole years of people on the internet coming up with these stories before the video game came out. And the first video game is, as you said, you had to collect eight pages throughout the game i read that even if you collected all the pages slender man came and got you like you didn't get to yeah, escape never actually won yeah that was that's kind of sucks <laughs> i think they added in later that the game would just kind of end and he would stop coming after you but like in the beginning it didn't matter if you actually got all of them yeah and at least with the game it's never specified why you as a character are there like hunting these pages or why slender man is coming after you nope you're just there yeah there was one theory that like it's a ritual for the kids to like go to this abandoned place and like find all these pages but they like chose a bad night and didn't realize Slenderman was actually going to be there or something that was at least like a theory oh, yeah, i saw no, that's that's the the main thing there that like, i didn't realize he would be out tonight my bad i got the schedule mixed up like <laughs> i didn't realize this guy was real <laughs> ah shit we got here on his business day have you ever played that game uh yeah like years years ago that game used to scare the crap out of me. <laughs> it's actually kind of interesting, like, with horror games, the way that they do that, where, like, that jump scare game oh, was, yeah. like, um, it was the, like, pinnacle of scary game back then. And now you look at horror games nowadays, and they're just, like, you know, the re- newest Resident Evil, the Five Nights at Freddy's games, mm-hmm. where, like, jump scares are still a really big thing, but... Because they're a very easy way to games... scare you. They are, but th- there's also the games that, like are really really creating the ambiance and like are drawing you in and making it like subtly more quiet and like really playing off of the fear of it and i think it's really interesting to see the the evolution of it from then to now Mm -hmm. and i feel like especially with that game it was very like not simple but it was it was kind of like a simple scare where there's just this creature stalking you and you have to try to find a way out but you never get out I find it interesting that that game came out in 2012 and FNAF came out in 2014. And from what I remember, Five Nights at Freddy's was not actually popular when it first came out. No. 
Like, it took a while for it to, like, catch on. Well, I think that was thanks to Markiplier, right? I know Mark was one of the big reasons that it got big, but I don't... It was, it was like, it was a big deal that he played it and everything. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, like, Game Theory got on it, and then once other, like, YouTubers started doing it, then there were Easter eggs. Like, as much as the story doesn't make sense, like, Scott really really put his all into those games you know mm-hmm. so with slender man once the game came out it really started like getting a big like cult following at this point youtubers were playing it such as markiplier he is one of the first people who played it and that helped him get big uh i think pewdiepie was another big one that played it um tumblr yeah tumblr did what tumblr does and started making fan art of slender man and sharing oh, I it love everywhere the Slenderman fan art. some of it you know, they took it a little too sexual. Oh no, they took it exactly the right amount of sexual. <laughs> um, and then I didn't know this, but it should have been very obvious that the Enderman in Minecraft was based off of Slenderman. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. I just thought they were very similar. And now the Endermen speak to you. Wait, really? Yeah, if you listen to like their noises and stuff, they can say like what's up, hi, um, eye of ender protect the eye like they actually do say like words i have been killing so many endermen in your minecraft world i feel so bad now. i mean you, you kind of got it as long as you don't kill the one in my house there's one in your house his name is spaghetti we leave him alone you mean the witch house yeah i don't think there's an enderman in that house anymore oh i i guarantee there is i'll have to walk by i've only seen a parrot um just don't scare him just don't scare so eventually Slenderman would leak from the online world into the real world what do you know about the Slenderman stabbing of 2014 oh I remember that like vividly Mm -hmm. that these it was like two or three girls lured another one into the woods and like killed her basically like or they attempted to but she Mm -hmm. survived um I think they're still at least the one girl that like planned it and premeditated it and everything i'm pretty sure she's still locked up yeah so in 2014 news broke that two girls tried to murder their other friend in the hopes of appeasing slender man in may of 2014 morgan i apologize for mispronouncing these last names morgan geyser and anise weir stabbed their friend peyton lutner 19 times so many the night, and then just a note, um, it was Morgan's twelfth birthday. Oh, so these are like, babies. They were so young when this happened. The night before the events, the girls had a sleepover together. They went rollerblading. They were basically celebrating a young girl's birthday. But little did poor Peyton know that Morgan and Anise had, for months, been planning to murder her. For some reason, they got into their head that Slenderman lived in the woods that were by their house. Um, I believe this took place in Ohio. Let me double check that. Hold on. That would make sense if it was Ohio. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. Wisconsin. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) So yeah, so this all took place in Wisconsin. And for some reason specifically morgan got it into her head that slenderman lived in the woods by her house and that if her and anisa stabbed peyton and killed her 
and like left her in the woods Slenderman would come and take them to his like mansion and they would become proxies for him and I kind of had to google what specifically that meant and according to some news articles it meant basically like they would be his servants of like doing bad things see that's like where would they have gotten that from they got it the internet they went to a lot of different websites and apparently even before this happened like a couple weeks beforehand Peyton let her mom know like hey Morgan and Anissa are really obsessed with this monster called Slenderman and it's kind of freaking me out and so Peyton's I don't know if it's her mom or dad or both whatever they let those parents know like hey like this is like not cool that they're that obsessed with it and they're like oh they're just kids you know like it's just like a like a scary story yeah, but there's like uh, I, I, it almost falls in the same vein as people that are obsessed with like serial killers and like are like mm-hmm. oh I would let him murder me and everything it's like dude people people died yeah that's like people who are obsessed with like Ted Bundy and like oh he's so hot exactly like, mm. and he's not so the morning after the sleepover Morgan and Anissa said that they were going to go play in the local woods with Peyton they had a couple different ideas of how they wanted to kill her. They took the kitchen knives from Morgan's home. Um, they, and this is like such the weird part. They tackled Peyton into like the bathroom that was like in the park, and were like struggling and like almost beating her up in a sense. And they were gonna do it there because they said there was like a drain that would be easy to like hide the blood. And here's the thing: they're eleven and they're thinking about this. They're thinking of hiding the evidence. That's just... That's the thing. Like... Again, like, how do they think of that? They're 11... Like, I know, like, kids are smarter than we give them credit for and everything, but that's, like... I don't know. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, Basically, I guess Peyton yelled too much, and so they were like, oh, we're just messing around playing. Peyton still stayed with them. Peyton didn't leave. If I was that girl, I'd be like, screw you guys. I'm going home same time she's like in the local woods like you're not supposed to be alone in the local woods that's true um so basically they left the bathroom they went deeper into the woods and they said they were going to play hide and seek um either morgan or anisa convinced peyton to like lay on the ground and like they were going to cover her in leaves and then the two girls argued back and forth about whether they were going to stab their friend who was going to stab their friend who was going to be the first person to stab their friend and it's stated that Morgan at one point said, I'm going to go crazy. Like, you have to tell me to do it so I can go crazy. And Anise is like, go for it. Go wild. And so Morgan then jumped her friend and started stabbing her while Anissa encouraged her from the sidelines. Jeez. Yeah. It's, it was, and poor Peyton was awake and aware the whole entire time. Apparently she was just yelling, like, why? Why are you doing this? They, poor girl. It, yeah. Um, again, they were only 11 and 12 years old at this time. That's just so, ugh. Um, they eventually, after stabbing her, said, wait here, we're going to go get help. And then they ran off and just left her there to die. Luckily, Peyton somehow gained enough strength to climb out of the woods and into a path where a bicyclist found her and uh, called the authorities. Now, the authorities didn't know what happened, obviously. Peyton had passed out from loss of blood loss, you know, blood loss and all that. Um, but Morgan and Anissa were still missing. So they they thought someone had attacked them. And 
potentially like had kidnapped the other two girls. So the police are, they're looking everywhere. They're trying to figure it out. They found the two girls on the side of the road, like hitchhiking or something like hours later. And they brought them back to the police station where they didn't even like try to hide it. They admitted that they did this. Honestly, it makes sense that they would just admit it. And to them, they were doing it for a reason and everything. So this might clarify a little bit. Um, Morgan has a history of mental illness in her family, specifically like schizophrenia. And so some psychologists came in and they diagnosed her with early onset schizophrenia. And you can see it if you ever watch the interviews with these girls. Morgan specifically, like they asked her questions of like, you know, what do you think is real? and What do you think is not real? And she thought Slenderman, Unicorns and Voldemort were all real. She could not differentiate like what was in the fictional world and what was in reality. Which is just so sad. And then Anissa just played along. She didn't have like a mental illness. Well, she probably did if she had to follow this along. But she just, you know, thought it made sense to her. That, yeah, we sacrifice our friend and we get to go hang out with this monster in the woods. Like, that also makes me wonder, like, if there was something going on at home. There must have. Like, she wanted to escape it. Yeah. So, even though they were both 12 years old at the time of the murder, or the attempted murder, I'm sorry, uh, Peyton did survive. I do want to emphasize that. Um, Despite her injuries, she survived and apparently doesn't remember anything from her attack. So I, you know, thank God. I hope she never does. Yeah. Her brain really <laughs> helped her in that where it was like, we're just not going to remember any of this. Yeah, repress it. Repress it. Um, so, yeah, even though they were 12 in Wisconsin, they were charged as adults, which they should have been. They planned to murder their friend. <laughs> and though they both pleaded guilty, they were declared not guilty due to insanity. Both of them? Yes. A lot of people think that was far too lenient for the girls since this was a planned murder, no matter what their age is. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for, premeditated. Um, People think it was too lenient of a sentencing. And then there were other people that said, well, they're preteen girls and they had a warped sense of reality. Like, you can't necessarily blame them for this. Um, And I can get that from Morgan's point of view because obviously she was diagnosed with priest uh, on stage, early onset schizophrenia but like Anissa was apparently fine uh they were both sent to psychiatric hospitals separate psychiatric hospitals I do want to say um however fun fact Anissa was released in 2021 oh wow yep she will be I'm trying to was she's going to be under supervision until she is 37 years old but she is no longer in a psychiatric hospital. She is at home. I and, mean, if it can't help her anymore, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was her reasoning is why she went to court was saying, I utilized all my resources and I don't need it anymore. But the scariest part is, is that she's living in the same town with the same girl she attempted to murder. Yeah, that's... I would have so many restraining orders. I wouldn't. I would move away. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say the good news with Peyton is that, well, not necessarily good news, but because of this experience, she really found like a love and an interest for like healthcare and nursing and all that stuff. So she is in college 
pursuing that career and she said without this she wouldn't have found like her path in life which is sad that this had to happen for her to find that yeah but i'm i'm still very grateful that she doesn't remember any of it that's like a real like finding the light in the dark situation yeah because i can't imagine i can't imagine if she did remember it like all the therapy she was gonna need like she i imagine she has very bad trust issues with people I would. I have trust issues, fear of the woods. God, can you imagine, like, just even, like, driving near that place where it happened? I think, like, did she move out of that town or does she still live in the same town? I just, let me see what's going on with her. I feel like I would definitely leave. Oh, yeah. If I were, like, the parent, I'd be like, we're getting you out of here. I'm not going to have you suffer through this. Okay, so she no longer lives in that county, at least. Okay. So, she's good. She doesn't have to be near the people who did this to her. So, another fact. A month after the initial stabbings of the Slenderman stabbings, a different teenage girl in Ohio tried to stab her mother to appease Slenderman. Where are these people getting to? Like, I I was pretty into Slenderman in my heyday. Never once did I, like, ever come across anything about appeasing him. To make a note, this girl also has a history of mental health issues. So uh, it is believed that that did play a major part in it as well. But after, like, these stabbings, like, it was almost copycat-esque killers. where Mm -hmm. Well, not killers. I don't think anyone else has died after this. Um, but there have been, like, attempted stabbings, attempted murders and such. All to appease Slenderman. And the guy who created it was like, I never came up with this to become, like, a real-life monster kind of thing. Like, this is just supposed to be, like, a fun internet thing. Um, and I did see the Creepypasta community actually got together. They, they did raise money yeah. to donate to the families. And I do remember that happening because, like, the horror community is a mm-hmm. tight-knit bunch from what i i'm not really part of part of it but i do know that like you know it's more of a niche than anything else oh yeah yeah the guy who is the administrator of the creepypasta website said uh, i'm getting the source from wikipedia uh said that the purpose of the stream was to show that members of the community cared for the victim and did not condone real life real world violence because they enjoyed a fiction that contained violence yeah so there was a lot of kind of rippling effect things that happened after this a lot of studies or not studies but people started studying like why were only teenage girls being affected by this like why weren't teenage boys doing the same thing like trying to appease a fictional monster yeah you know why was that really a big thing and then of course with anything there was a debate with parents of like how safe is the internet how safe is my child on the internet with these kind of stories being taken about um so where is Slender Man today? Uh, obviously, since the really sta- quick on that last thing there. Yeah. Uh, the thing, like the internet's not safe. It's really not. It's oh just, no, yeah. You need to just know how to use it, and unfortunately for children, they they don't. Yeah. Um, but the only way for them to learn how to use it is to use it. So, mm-hmm. like, it's it's a very rocky, weird. And thing. I mean, since we've been children it hasn't been safe for kids like the internet has never been a safe place for children to just freely 
look for things like just look at youtube for example like some of those like weird doll videos that people put up there like i've watched my niece watch a couple of them i'm like this is not like she doesn't understand what's happening but like this is not appropriate for you to be watching no but just because she doesn't understand it doesn't mean that it's like okay like i get what you mean there yeah like it's yeah yeah no it was and i don't know if anything necessarily has changed since then maybe more parents have taken on like filtering like the websites and stuff that their kids go on or maybe actually have conversations about what their children are watching or doing online like i know that you want your kid to be independent but there's only so much independence when there's bad people out in the world yeah and like i know that youtube has like a kids feature on it Mm -hmm. and from what i've heard a lot of parents are like hey you can watch only the ones that we agreed to subscribe to Mm -hmm. so like no clicking other random videos or whatever it's only what's in the subscription like thing Mm -hmm. which isn't a bad way to go about it and i think it's you know there's also those conversations of how young should your child be when you start exposing them to the internet like there's a lot of people that say children under the age of two shouldn't be exposed to any sort of electronics mainly with the way like the brain develops and all that kind of stuff they they still don't know necessarily how it's going to affect it which is really interesting too because i remember hearing like a while back to expose them like when my siblings were young like to expose them young so that they like in you know intuitively know how to use it and all Mm -hmm. that and then people are going against it and i know that like you know the whole coco melon oh i hate coco melon so apparently kids were actually becoming addicted to the show um because the way that it was working it was releasing like is either serotonin or dopamine into their brains mm-hmm. but it was releasing it like at an alarmingly fast rate so when the kids couldn't watch coco melon they were having actual meltdowns because they were going through like a mini withdrawal yeah uh which is just insane that that's something that can happen and it's actually theorized that that's what happens with a lot of people with tiktok um which it you know our brains aren't really wired to consume that much information as quickly as we scroll on there but it releases like happy chemicals for a lot of it and it's constant stimuli so we're just we just keep using it mm-hmm. i'm trying to see there was a line in bo burnham's welcome to the internet that like initially had me looking this up let me see if i can find it you were barely two, and we did all the things it designed it I think that's literally you. the line I'm looking for. It was always the plan to put the world in your hands. Yeah, it's, I don't know how this goes, but it's, for you, you, insatiable you, mommy let you use her iPad, you were barely two, and it did all the things we designed it to do. So it's just so crazy because, you know... These... And a maniacal laughter. Yeah, maniacal laughter. We designed it for technically adult brains. not Maybe not necessarily thinking, but not necessarily knowing how it would affect children's brains. We didn't even know how it would affect the world. It was just yeah. kind of made. And it was like, all right, here, good luck. You well, know? You know, like everything, it was made for the government, right? And then yeah. some guy was like, no, the people must have this. 
Um, I am the people. I am grateful for it. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, that's why like everyone's like, oh, if you could live in another time, would you? And it's like, you know, besides me not having any rights, um, I <laughs> I need the internet for a lot of things, mainly for driving. I can't read a map. I have tried. No, my, I can't either. My parents tried to teach me as a child, even before the internet. It's just very confusing. I I will gladly get lost with. I have my GPS like to put me on the path home every day mm -hmm. just like to see traffic and all that but also like it, it helps the adhd brain stay focused and like be like okay i have to go here because mm -hmm. otherwise i'll end up going to mcdonald's every day yeah right you're like oh something shiny yeah, pretty much um so yeah so where is slender man today in 2018 a movie came out about slender man however it bombed at the box office did not do very well uh, but it did it did follow the idea that these I think it was these girls summoned Slenderman but then like once they summoned him he wanted them for like their souls and stuff and so he started kind of like killing them in a sense it, I don't know it was very confusing there's a reason that it bombed see I feel like I feel like it could have been a good movie because I like vague, very very vaguely remember it but you had the lore written for you. Mm -hmm. You had everything spelled out. You had, like, pictures. Like, it was the... You could have easily made a good movie. And in, instead, they took way too many creative liberties. Yeah. That's a lot of the issues that come with that. But did you know that in the year 2022 slash 2023, that a new Slenderman game is coming out? By, like, the original creator? I'm not entirely sure. All I saw was the title Slenderman Origins. Interesting. Because you know there was a second Slenderman game already. Yeah, wasn't it Slenderman The Arrival? Yeah. Yeah. Which didn't do amazing. No, because wasn't it like someone was in like a national forest or something? No, he was like, you had to explore a house. But oh, it didn't, that's right. It didn't that's really right. tell you the lore in a cohesive way. Yeah. I just remember, um, I think it's a Gmod where... You could play as Slenderman and you hunt your friends. I do remember that. So yeah, that is the basic history of Slenderman, where he's been, where he's gone, where he is today. It's it's <laughs> And it's so crazy that he barely lasted a decade. But had such an impact. Honestly, yeah. I think about that a lot with FNAF even now like it's been around for a, a really long time at this point I well, could not like it's been FNAF, since I was in high school. FNAF came out after Slenderman I did google it it came out in 2014. But it was like the impact that it has had no, I, I fully agree. in like the theorizing community where like mm -hmm. I know games but to have so many people come together to try to figure out the lore kind of mm -hmm. flipped a lot of games too mm -hmm. so instead of like feeding it to you you actually had to look and decipher and decode and you know uh doki doki literature club right yes so i was watching a game theory video on that actually and if you go into like the coding and you take this picture and you like wrap it around this type of shape and then you take these words and unscramble them like that's being freaky. able to go and figure out the lore that way like there is a whole second story to doki doki literature club that you would never know about unless you really really looked into it well yeah isn't it like one of the girls like 
hacks the computer and like she's after you the person playing the game not that's like the main story oh that's the main story oh okay yeah there's like a whole a whole other like storyline i i would recommend looking up looking at matt pat's video of it because he like goes into it and will decipher it and everything it's actually really really interesting and i love that more and more like indie creators are getting more and more creative with it that way good like that's like what holds an audience yeah and that's how you create like a cult following too, like very loyal people because loyal people want to be able to look into things and interact and like when you discover something you become a part of that community once you're like especially if you're the first to discover it and you're like hey i found this and then people build off of that like mm-hmm. you know it's it's a sense of uh yeah that's the word i'm looking for community so it's a community so my final question if you could create an internet monster, would you and how would you create it? Absolutely, I would. What kind of monster? Um, see, a small one. I wouldn't want it to be anything big, but I would want it to be like small and silent. Okay. But like, uh, do you... I have a question for you. Okay. Ooh. Do you know the SCP Foundation? That sounds familiar, but... I- not really i very much encourage you to look into it um from my understanding of it the scp foundation it it's just like different anomalies and like creepy things that happen um but it kind of puts it together under an umbrella to make it it's it's all of its kind of own cohesive lore um and I remember being told that people are able to make and submit them and they could become like canon uh, in the universe if it like... The first thing I see is critter profile, lint bugs. I I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, so like, it's actually really, really neat. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people make new horror things now. Well, yeah, because I feel like horror always has to kind of go through an evolution where it either revamps old monsters or it brings in new ones yeah and like how many times can you really revamp the same monsters that's true i mean look at vampires oh my god yeah vampires zombies werewolves werewolves. i even like pyramid head right now is going Mm -hmm. through a big transformation where it's not like a lot of people are finding the character hot for reasons oh gosh he literally has a pyramid head how do you find that attractive he's got a bod uh, <laughs> depending on who you talk to depending on who you talk to um all right now i have to ask you what cryptid what cryptid is hot to you i mean mothman got the, the i was booty. gonna say like that statue of mothman in west virginia that 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 dump truck going on <laughs> i would love to just donate some beans to his cause donate some beans you know that was a big thing no people were leaving cans of baked beans there as like an offering to the point that the city had to be like stop stop leaving these beans here the bean free zone poor mothman finally gets the recognition he deserves doesn't even get the beans <laughs> doesn't even get the beans all right well that's everything i have on slenderman 
Do you have any last minute things you want to add? Any questions, comments, concerns? I I mean, I have. I do have a comment. What's up? What's up with tiny children? Like, like young kids getting into the horror stuff now, like it, FNAF and everything. It's because they have this unbridled access to the internet. Their like, parents are not the Five Nights caring. at Freddy's stuff is about children murders. Yeah. And you have kids walking around with plushies of the things that murdered children. Yeah. Well, like you saw that picture of my, I don't know if you saw it. I sent the picture of, of my niece wanted that creepy doll from that Poppy's Playland thing. Yeah. And she knew exactly. Yeah. She knew who Huggy Wuggy was. And my sister was like, uh, I need to check her search history. But that's <laughs> the thing. Like, that's what all of the kids are watching now. Yeah. Like all of these like scary jump scare things. Well, not to get like sad, but the world is a scary place right now. And I feel like not allowing, but letting children kind of like... Here's some fake scary things that, like, you can put in your head of, all right, this isn't real, but I can allow myself to watch this and, like, disassociate from how scary the real world is getting right now. Actually, so Poppy's Playtime is another one that, like... Murders children, yeah. The people... Not only murders children, but, like, the people are figuring out the lore and you have to dissect it and everything. Mm -hmm. Is that, like, a genre on its own? I probably. I imagine. Like, the deep lore. Deep lore. But yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's just like I keep saying, like kids just have this access to the internet where even if their parents set filters up, they can figure out how to take those filters off. Or oh yeah, you can't stop it. Yeah, and it's it's just parent. It sucks. I feel like it sucks to be a parent these days because you just kind of have to have these conversations of like, this is why you shouldn't be watching this, or if you are watching it, we need to have conversations of like why these people are killing these people or how we know that this is fake and this is not real. See, I do think that's an important conversation to have, but not only that, uh, I think it's also, like, uh, growing up, I didn't have the best, like, relationship with any parental figure, so, like, Mm -hmm. anytime anything, like, the creepypasta in the beginning of this that I said, like, scared me, I was too nervous to say anything to my parents about. Oh, yeah. Um... Because all I could think of is them saying, and I was in high school, mind you. Mm-hmm. All I could think of was them saying, like, "Oh, why would you? Why are you on that? Just don't go on the internet. Like, let me see your search history." And, and I, just, I knew they would violate the privacy. That's exactly the point. I think that a lot of kids probably are in your shoes too, whether they're your, they were your age or younger. Is oh well, I don't want to get in trouble for watching this, but I want to talk about it. You know? Yeah, and especially when it's popular, like it's hard to. Mm-hmm. You know, you you as a kid, you want to not feel left out, so you're gonna watch the scary thing to be able to talk mm-hmm. about it. And that's kind of the thing with Five Nights at Freddy. I know we keep going back to it, but um, with Five Nights, it's at, popular. <laughs> with Five Nights at Freddy's, like there were all that like music videos and stuff that came out too, and so that appealed Dude, to kids. Dude, Five Nights at Freddy's music is banging though. Oh Five my Nights god, at Freddy's. it's it's hella good, and they're still making like really good stuff too. And then, like, that's made people's careers, like, mm-hmm. making making FNAF music. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's a whole other thing. Like, you know. Harry Potter kind of had that, too, during its time. You know, there were people that would make, like, Harry Potter songs. So, like, it is a thing that happens with a lot of different fandoms. It definitely is. I just think. Are we going to get a, fin- know, maybe a FNAF musical? <laughs> oh, 
Just like the Ratatouille musical. <laughs> God, do you remember that whole... Yeah, remember when that took over TikTok? <laughs> it, it became a thing on TikTok Live. They did the whole musical. Yeah, I'm really upset that I missed it. It it wasn't good. <laughs> I imagine it wasn't. It wasn't bad, but it really was not, like... I, I think I watched some of it, and... You know how when people are like, oh, we'll do this thing, but we won't take it too seriously, and then mm-hmm. it's funny because they don't take it seriously? Mm-hmm. These people, like, purposely were being, like, nonchalant about things to make yeah. it funny, which, like, just erases everything they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah, know. Poor Ratatouille. He deserves better. <laughs> he has a ride now at Disney World. Good. good. It's about it's about damn time. Well, he had... In the words of Lizzo. That's <laughs> He had the ride. Um, it was originally in um, Disneyland, France, or Paris, whatever, and then they moved it over to Epcot. It's like a... it's still. The... I mean, it would make sense that they would have a Ratatouille ride in Paris, considering yeah. the movie takes place. It's one of those Paris. um those trackless rides, like the new Star Wars ride is. Oh, I've seen videos of it. Yeah. it's it looks amazing. You're just a tiny rat. Small, small boy, not big head empty so is that it you got anything else you want to add uh i don't think so we kind of went a little deep this episode talking about the internet oh i got you i i you wanted to name this the spiral i will spiral (laughs) daily (laughs) all right well thank you guys for joining us for episode two um we do have a twitter now oh hold on i think my mother's yelling for me give me one second we're gonna pause real quick hold on just keep just keep recording and edit it out yeah i know let me just uh let me facetime her real quick oh like calling you on the phone can you hear <laughs> no i think she's yelling for me downstairs but are you calling for me mother ready. okay i'm busy you're not here <laughs> i i'll be down in like 15 20 minutes all right fine all right all right bye sassy Maybe I'll leave that in. I don't know. Mom, I'm making a podcast. <laughs> but, Mom. <laughs> it's for my internet friends. We're talking about murder. Yeah, how dare you? We watched, I watched the Zodiac Killer BuzzFeed Unsolved episode with my nephews today. They had a lot oh of God. questions. Uh, I love BuzzFeed. Oh, if does this mean that you're Ryan Bagara and I'm Shane? I don't know. Are you? Do you believe more of the cryptid stuff? Like, but, okay, like, hold on. I'm more reacting. That's true. But now that I'm thinking about it, I want to do this real quick. All right, let's go down the list of cryptids and say whether we believe in them or not. Bigfoot. Yes. No. I will say I believe in the Yeti, but not Bigfoot. I believe in Bigfoot fully. Mothman. If, if, if in any way... I see. Part of me really thinks that Bigfoot was someone's persona back in back in the day. <laughs> I love that. All right, well, I should probably get a cryptid list up. Um, uh, Mothman. Smash. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Uh, mermaids. Yes. I, I do, but the ocean's too big. No, I, I fully, I'm on that team. But I think they're more, I've heard a lot of stories of them being, like, closer to, like, the colder oceans and stuff. 
So I feel like if they were real, they would be closer to that. Uh, dragons. Absolutely. I feel like some dinosaurs were actually dragons. But do you believe that dragons existed post-dinosaurs? Probably. That's true. Okay. Well, you know, the theory is that, um, like, peasants back in, like, what, uh, like, 1492 and earlier would find, like, the dinosaur bones, but they're like, oh, we don't know what this is. And so that's how they came up with, like, dragons and um, minotaurs and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's just a theory, at least. Uh, The Loch Ness Monster. Yes. No. (laughs) Damn, you don't believe in any of these. (laughs) I don't know. It's like, ugh. Sea serpents. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anything that's in the ocean or water, I 100% believe is actually a thing. Let's see. Chupacabra. Yeah. Even if it is only like a uh, like a coyote with mange. A coyote with mange. I don't necessarily know. I don't know a lot about chupacabras. They steal livestock. Yeah, I mean, I know they're like goat suckers. Blood suckers says Puerto Rico originally, so interesting. Uh no, oh, there's a lot of cryptids. I didn't what the heck is a skunk ape? Do you, do you believe in the know. skunk ape? Probably. Uh Jersey Devil. Like uh yeah, it's New Jersey. <laughs> That's true. Um I kind of have, this is going to sound crazy because I said no for everything else. I kind of have to believe in this one because there was a certain time period where a lot of people were, like, there was, like, a certain amount of days where people were, like, there's this weird creature flying around causing havoc. And then it just, like, disappeared. Like, a guy, like, a general, like, shot it with a cannon. So they saw something. Something was there. All right, this is, Wikipedia did not give me a very good list of cryptids. Uh, the squonk. A what? Have you never heard of the squonk? No. I've shared it before. Oh, it's... the ugly pig. The ugly pig that cries because it's so ugly. I don't believe in that one. <laughs> I want to believe in it because I want it. <laughs> no, it, it has no... Animals have no concept of cute or not. You don't know that. Why do you think I they have... They look cute as babies so they don't eat them. Am I that wrong? I, not, yes. Have you ever seen, like, certain baby animals? They are not cute. Maybe. Pierogi um... was not a cute dog. A cute puppy. <laughs> Poor Pierogi, you're bullying her. I. She bullies me. Uh, The Wendigo. Yes. I'm gonna say a maybe for that one. Mainly because it's in snowy places, and snowy places can hide things. Uh, let's do, what was, what's the last one I want to do? Oh, um, oh, what's that big, the Megalodon? Is that what it's called? That big ass shark? Yes, which actually existed back in the day. Isn't that terrifying though? Yes, like, but there's I... been a lot of people thinking that it is still living in like the Mariana Trench area. And I love the, I love the, the evidence that's arising for all that and i want to believe that there's a megalodon that's just so terrifying like just seeing the jaws that they like make to say this is how big its mouth was the ocean is terrifying that's very true like there's just stuff in there like just living their life and we don't even know about like i mean we've explored 
god i think we've only explored like 20 to 10 percent of the ocean that's so small and we live on this planet well we have explored like more of other planets than we have of our own at this point the biggest problem is that there's just so much pressure when you go down that they're they just can't create machines that'll i know why (laughs) i'm just trying to help but still like all something has to do is scoot slightly to the left when we're looking and we don't know it exists do you remember back when we were in high school they came out with that documentary about mermaids and then like the next day the government made them say that it was a fake documentary oh i looked it up more um it was always it was always a fake one no i'm very sad about i wanted to i wanted to believe but it makes so much sense they made it really convincing to our small adolescent brains um oh and the last thing i was gonna say was uh, people thought the giant squid was fake for so long. is real. Small. That's the thing. That's what gets me. Yeah. The giant squid they thought was fake forever, and then they found it, and then it's like, hey, look, guys, this thing's real. And then everybody's like, oh. Yep. Like, Th- anything could be real. 2005. I think we discovered that in 2005, and people have been theorizing it for, about it for God knows how long. Yeah. I don't know, man. The world everyone's like let's go to mars and i'm like eh, maybe we should explore a little bit more of earth you just want more of the ocean like what's down there tell me more tell me more <laughs> all right guys i think that's where we're gonna end it this week thank you for joining us um we have a twitter now which is at the spiral pod uh we don't tweet much yet but feel free to follow yet. us there for any updates on episodes and things going on uh and i think that's kind of it do you have anything you want to say i got nothing I got, all right i'll see you guys next time goodbye bye